0: Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Hark. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Season 1 of the TV version of Building the Future is now streaming online at buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Mark Billings, founder of Black Dove. Mark, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I think what you guys are doing with Black Dove is actually really cool and innovative. But maybe before we kind of get into that and exactly what it is, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up.
1: Yeah, sure. So, you know, I, I, I'm i stuck here down in South Florida. Uh, <laughs> and for
0: uh, <Poor> you, <laughs> it,
1: <laughs> you know, it truly is. Uh, yeah, you know, the Canadians love me down here. They love and, and come and visit us. Uh, and Miami is an unbelievably wonderful place to live. Uh, I will, I will admit that uh, in my blood, I consider myself a New Yorker. Got you. Uh, we are, you know, I was born there. My family is from there, um, and I think I draw sort of the intellectual and, and business uh business focus you know out of that new york community so uh you know a little little bit of both of the east coast major cities for me
0: so what what did you what did you take kind of in university and kind of what got you down to florida
1: well i was uh i was brought up down here Uh, my family uh in particular my father moved uh down to south florida after a stint in the army uh, during the vietnam days Oh wow. Uh, so he was looking. He was looking for some uh, for some green pastors, uh, and uh, in South Florida was that green pastor for him. He was a, he was a doctor. Uh, gotcha. Came down here, set us up, and we lived a real. I like to say we grew up in a in a Huck Finn existence.
0: Okay,
1: uh, you know, no shoes, hanging out, really wide open territory uh, down here uh, back in the uh, back in the eighties. Uh,
0: That's awesome. So so what what did you take kind of in university?
1: So I was I uh, was lucky enough to go up to Philadelphia, which is okay. a real awakening for me uh from South Florida. Okay. Uh went to University of Pennsylvania and really uh, started off uh looking at uh, science and uh and, and STEM based activities, wow. uh, potentially going to be a doctor. Yeah, for sure, loved it. That's where I grew up understanding medicine. Um uh, sure. but I'll tell you when I got to uh when I got to college, it was it was it was the great eye opening for me. Uh just the opportunity to go and take classes with amazing, amazing professors that were passionate about what they were, uh, what they were experts in allowed me this really unique opportunity to open my mind up for the first time and figure out what I was truly passionate about. Um, and I got to take a lot of really wonderful courses up at the school. It's a great school, great people. Uh, And the item that stuck with me more than any other um, was getting to the root of innovation uh, and getting to the root of economics. Why do things happen in our economy? And specifically, why were certain economies uh, more successful than others? Uh, We had been coming out when I went when I entered college, we had really been coming out of the United States. You know, the years where the Japanese car makers we uh, were so dominant in our life, right? Lexus, mm-hmm. Toyota, right? I mean, they were buying up. The you know, Japanese were buying up all of these assets in the United States. And as a young guy, you know, I, I, I didn't have the context to understand that. Uh, so I actually spent, you know, my my college thesis on understanding. Hey, why was it? Why was the Japanese culture uh, succeeding uh, at such a great rate? And uh, and frankly, that research helped you know, develop my mindset um, as far as what does it take to innovate? Because that's really what it was down to. It was was capital and innovation. Uh, But uh, I don't know if we have enough time to get into into that process. But I love the topic of conversation. So, you know, you let me know.
0: Sure, sure. No, I I think that I would love to talk more about that on maybe a different show. Um, So how did kind of Black Dove come to be? And like what gave you kind of the inspiration to start it?
1: So my mother, as a, you know, my father was a, was a wonderful uh, pediatrician, and a doctor, and a wonderful, wonderful compassionate person. Got you. Uh, and uh, my mother uh, had grown up in fashion design. Okay. So she was really an artist and very, very creative. Very cool. And we grew up in a home that had art uh, throughout the house. And that really uh, you know immersed me in this mindset of creativity Gotcha. Uh, but being in the economics game coming out of college and actually I did uh, some financial accounting and worked for one of the big five accounting firms out of college just to have my first job sure uh, trying to figure out how to balance all these sort of components that were now building inside of me uh, from a curiosity standpoint right it was Right, what makes economies succeed? You know, at the, at the base of an underlying economy, I subscribe to this notion that an economy's success and a government's uh, responsibility is to enable underlying entrepreneurship and businesses to succeed, right? That makes a successful country. Uh, and I kept getting closer and closer and closer to the building blocks of an economy. Uh, and as I got closer and closer and closer, uh, you know, we started to build things. Uh, and I was lucky enough actually to build, uh, to get a job in South Florida building data centers
0: okay, um, in the
1: late 90s. Yeah. So I moved back to South Florida uh, and uh, the telecommunications boom was happening in South Florida. It was one of the epicenters of it. Uh, interestingly, because long distance, I mean, it's a really boring story to be honest, but the, the, the summary is that there was a lot of money to be made after deregulation of telecommunications. Uh, in capturing the international call volume that goes from the United States down to Latin America.
0: Got you. Interesting. I didn't know so,
1: that. And, and because of that, there was a land rush down here in South Florida because all of the fiber optics and money that was being invested by Global Crossings and Level 3 and some of the transatlantic carriers, all of that fiber entered the United States right in downtown Miami. Uh, where the cruise ships wow. come in, right? Been, and so you know, right next to that, you know, that uh, that Carnival cruise line, right, is is the new fiber lines that came into the city, and really provided this foundation uh, that built out a telecommunications infrastructure in South Florida, and uh, that was it for me. Like once once I got into building data centers, you know, you know, all bets were off. That was it for me, and uh, you know, we've been really just having fun trying to leverage all this amazing technology to, you know, make the world, you know, proverbially, you know, not to be too soft about it, but make the world a better place, sure. you know, enjoy ourselves, you know, create, you know, great intellectual conversations, make the world more efficient, right? How can we contribute to, you know, progressing the world's, uh, you know, the world's uh, environments, I guess. and society. So we've had some really, really fun projects down here in South Florida. Um, I was uh, lucky enough to be the first, uh, startup accelerator in South Florida uh, in two thousand eight two thousand and nine with a program called Incubate Miami. Gotcha. Uh, South Florida has since outpaced me, and we've got a number of, of accelerators. The the tech ecosystem in South Florida you know, is really healthy right now, uh, and uh, you know, and then we've we built a few other a few other uh, great companies along the way. I think naturally uh, it was an obvious problem here in South Florida. Uh, which was uh, the notion of uh, of shared economy surrounding boats. Uh, We built a a company called BoatSetter.com, like Jet Setter. Um, And what we did is we we put together the first insurance policy that allowed an owner of a boat to -to peer-to-peer rent that boat to somebody else, right? a sharing economy type uh, asset play. Uh, and so that business is doing amazing. Um, and people in South Florida love us because people have more access to boats now. Sure. And, uh, and, and, uh, I was lucky enough to find a, an amazing uh, CEO and management team and they were going to be better at running that business. It came from the Marine industry. So they took that business and they ran with it. Um, and then as I looked and turned to, Hey, you know what's the you know what what could I really dig in for myself that was deeply deeply passionate for me? Um, I went back to my roots um, and really remembered the uh, learning and the passion that my mother had for art, uh, the creative side, the collecting side, uh, and it just seemed about the right timeline. Uh, South Florida is a hub of of art and creativity now. Sure, we've had the Art Basel. Uh, we've had this Art battle show that uh, you know anybody who hasn't been to it should come. It's an amazing, amazing. It's the Super Bowl of art for North America. Oh, um, really? That's hundreds awesome. of thousands. Wow. It's a am- yeah, Kevin. You, I mean, you know, you're you're a you're a guest, so you should come down. You'll come sure. down to the house. We always have these wonderful parties, and and uh, you you get to see uh, the greatest assortment of art in the world, all in South Florida in in the first week in December. Wow. And it's it's really marvelous. Yeah.
0: That sounds amazing, actually.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, you're invited. We got a spot for you. Awesome, come on down. awesome. Come on down. All right.
0: We'll, we'll talk more about that offline.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, when you come down, and, and I'll give you that tour. All right. Right. It, you know, as a technology person, what you would find really, really interesting is that the galleries over the last maybe five years mm-hmm. um, were increasingly starting to uh, showcase uh, digital technology driven art Gotcha. right yeah. whether that was just video based uh, or was it or, or, or whether it was other creative uses of technologies that was a creative expression of an artistic vision
0: sure
1: and as i was looking at that product you know what i was finding was that the art industry was approaching this new art form with you know in, in tech speak sort of legacy thinking uh, and what I mean by that is to say that they were taking this artwork that was obviously able to be, you know, uh, duplicated and, and replicable and distributed with, you know, with internet type technologies. Um, they were selling this artwork in very small runs, limited editions, six gotcha. units, seven units. And when I went and spoke with the art galleries, What I recognized was just that they had not understood yet that that distribution platform was not optimal for the art form. They were applying this old thinking towards how this artwork uh, could go to market. And, uh, you know, after beating my head enough time after the discussions uh, with these art galleries to try and help them see the different uh, opportunities, we decided that, you know what, let's just... Let's just build a new platform. Interesting. Uh, and then we'll go back and we'll we'll show it to artists. We'll show it to galleries. Sure. Uh, and uh, and you know, in the classic sort of lean startup, let's let's build something and see what people think. Uh, and uh, you know, really the, the reaction we've gotten has been overwhelming, almost uh, only positive, and uh, just really exciting to be able to see this art form beginning to mature, and uh, you know, in our opportunity to 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 help that. Uh, help that growth happen.
0: Sure, I, I I love that. So for for people that haven't heard of of Black Dove, what exactly is it? Like you kind of touched on it, but you know, like what exactly is it?
1: Oh yeah, that's always uh, always a good starting point. Uh, so you know, the world of art uh, is mirroring the world of tech now. Sure, and these beautiful designers and beautiful software developers you know, may during the day be writing code for Google or, you know, doing graphics for Pixar. Sure. But, th- but these are artists, totally. right? I mean, on so many levels, software developers are artists. And as these software developer talents uh, and graphics talents are, are coming together, they're producing these, you know, really, really uh, topical, uh, compelling, intellectual uh, works of art uh, in this digital format, sure. Uh, and so, Black Dove is a distribution platform for that artwork. Got you. Uh, and so, what we've created here—it sort of—it puts together a lot of the very popular models that exist already in the world. Okay. Uh, the technology is not really the innovation; just sure. the, the uh, how it all how it all gets put together. Uh, and so, we offer an artist an online platform. Uh, where they can uh, create a work of art, upload that work of art to our platform,
0: Got you.
1: Uh, and then sell that work of art uh, for a, a, a very low amount of money comparatively to uh, purchasing a, a, a beautiful work of art in an art gallery. Sure. I'll get to the numbers in a second to explain how, how it works for artists uh, and consumers. Um, and our part is that we make it really, really easy for an end-user consumer to consume that art, to, to get that art, to purchase it, or subscribe to that artwork. Uh, and luckily for all of us, um, the major manufacturers of television screens, uh, yeah. display manufacturers, continue to put out bigger and bigger, higher and higher quality uh, screens that you know everybody has in their home in some location and we've done the really really simple task frankly of enabling these smart televisions that we all now have to have our little black dove player app uh, running on the smart TV. Sure. Uh, users can then browse and discover artists from around the world. They can build their own private collections, uh, or they can subscribe to our platform, which is just $5 a month. Uh, and we do a rotating, uh, a rotating monthly featured collection for everybody to enjoy and really pretty easily. You can turn that television that's in your home into a really, really cool. We call it a digital canvas. Sure. Uh, so uh, you know, it it's really transforms this large black, empty hole, black hole in our homes into a modern day piece of artwork. Uh and uh you know, and, and uh I would love to get feedback from your audience. So I can't wait to uh can't wait to get some uh you know some some downloads and let everybody tell us what they're thinking, what they like, what they don't like as we as we build this out.
0: Sure. I, I think what what you're doing is is awesome in that that space and I, I love the fact that You know, you're basically like you kind of mentioned is you you can basically make any TV into like an art piece. The thing that I found really interesting is you guys also built your own digital canvas.
1: So we did. We did. Uh, We were you know, we we went to we went to our buddies over at uh, at Samsung. Okay. And just out of curiosity, did
0: you know somebody at Samsung or did you guys just cold call or kind of reach out to somebody on social media? Like, how did that relationship start?
1: Uh, it's a great story, um, but it was all just working the system, to be honest. Um, I okay. did not know anybody at Samsung in particular. Okay. Um, I, I think that we just were the right guys at the right time with the right product. And and uh, Samsung is an amazing company. Um, you know, we, we tend to believe... That just based on the size of the company, it's just this global beam off of a company and and it's not people. But, you know, individually, uh, individually, there are just, you know, really innovative, passionate people about consumer electronics. Uh, So, you know, I didn't I I didn't deal with some guy whose name was Samsung, uh, but I did find a guy whose name is uh, Nam Young Wayne Lee. His American name is Wayne Nam Young. And, and, and his role and responsibility was to drive a particular digital display, a uh, commercial display, um, which happened to be absolutely perfect for hanging on the wall as a digital canvas. Got you. Uh, and uh, we were able to customize our code base for that product line. Uh, and uh, we, we shipped our first uh, manufacturing run earlier in February of the past year and sold those out on Amazon. Uh, and uh, and now we're getting ready to start manufacturing, sort of in earnest. That was our sort of our MVP manufacturing run.
0: Sure. Uh, everybody was really
1: happy with it, um, and now hopefully by Christmas of this year, we'll we'll have sort of widespread distribution of the digital canvas through Best Buy and Amazon and all the major retailers.
0: That's awesome, and I, I love that story. Um, when you and I kind of met um, a few months ago. I love the fact that you approached this like huge company, right? And you didn't know anybody there, and you figured out how to get them to basically make you a physical product, and and so like I think your story's inspiring in that sense, right?
1: Uh, listen, you know, to build the quality of screen, I tried, by the way. Um, okay. You know, I, I I started to try and build a screen and manufacture a screen because. You know, it's the world of build-your-own-hardware days these sure. days. How, how hard could it be to build a screen?
0: Sure.
1: Um, very hard. I can imagine.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: very hard, very hard. And so it just became clear to me that, you know, all we had to do uh, was, you know, in a classic uh, mindset, you know, build on the, on the shoulders of giants, Right. And uh, Samsung knows how to manufacture screens better than anybody else in the entire world.
0: Sure, I, th- I think um, they even and, do the iPhone screen, right? And and they do a bunch of Android screens, obviously. But I think they do the Apple stuff too, or they used to at least.
1: I, I I've heard that rumor. I can't say I know it for sure, but yeah, I've heard sure. that rumor
0: for sure. Yeah. yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah.
1: So so they've really embraced us. They've embraced us actually. They're, that's you're gonna, awesome. There's uh you know. Confidentially, there's going to be some, uh, some pretty cool stuff that starts to come out in 2017. Um, sure. It's going to get very, very easy uh, to start having wonderful digital uh, motion art on these screens. That's an important point, by the way, Kevin, I didn't say, which is your audience will see that our artwork is all in motion.
0: Sure,
1: sure. Okay. I mean, it's either video art or, or it's some type of movement. This is not static images. This is not a photograph. This is you know, living up to the opportunity that these beautiful screens have to offer us. Um, and so there's narrative, there's story. Uh, it's linear uh, in what the artist now can work with, as opposed to uh, historically an artist only having one frame to work with, whether that's a painting or a uh, or a uh, or a photograph. Now an artist can say, no, no, I'm going to tell a, you know, a 15 minute story with my artwork." work. That's
0: awesome.
1: uh, and it begins to it begins to sort of lead the lines of what art is. And, you know, and it's uh, the artists are really just, you know, we're a conduit for these amazing artists around the world. Um, and, uh, you know, they're really our customers. Right. We want to make sure that the artists around the world are able to sell and distribute their content in the easiest way possible. And uh, we're constantly iterating to make sure that uh, we're enabling them to do so.
0: Sure. No, I I think that's awesome. And like I mentioned before, like when I saw your platform in person, like it's 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 very impressive. And you're right. It's really cool that you can almost like change the photos on your wall based on like how you feel or let your guys's system just handle that for me. Or, you know, I can just like change it if I'm having different types of people over or whatever. Right. Like I love that.
1: Yeah, so we just um, we just introduced uh, playlists.
0: Okay, so you could
1: begin to Very sort of cool. build your own play. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty excited about that. We've had some great. We've really focused on the smart TVs uh, in this quarter. Uh, we built that digital canvas. We released it first quarter of this year. Uh, we saw the success. That was wonderful. Uh, now we're moving that out to market. Uh, you know, in a, in a more mass market uh, retail setting. Sure. Um, we then decided that we wanted to really perfect the smart TV experience. Uh, so we released uh, this week our Apple TV app oh, very now. Cool. So users can download the Apple TV app um, and then sync it to their mobile phone, the Black Dope mobile app and Apple Android. And uh, the way it's all Internet of Things. So you're you're in essence putting the player on the smart TV and then you're you're, you're selecting uh, the artwork and playlist that you want for your TV, all that's cloud-based. Um, and then the TV really just works on its own, right? As long as it's got an internet connection, the artwork will rotate. You can choose. You want to rotate it every you know, F- X number of minutes, X number of hours, X number of days. Um, so we tried to make it sort of a set it and forget it type of an experience so that in office environments or home environments, you can just... You start using your screen to explore the world of art, and it just surprises you all the time. Like, wow, that was incredible. Who did that? What artist was that? Um, and we're, we're really working on that discovery process.
0: Sure. No, I, I think that's awesome. And, and um, you added Chromecast, too, as I understand? Yes,
1: yeah, so we've got the Chromecast. uh works out of the box with the screen, uh, with, the, uh, with the app. Uh, the Apple TV app was just released. Uh, an Android TV app will probably be out in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, a Samsung smart TV app will be out in the next couple of weeks. We should be, and then Roku will be, I think, the last one. So we should be on all smart TVs sort of, you know, by, uh, you know, by the end of the summer. Sure. Um, and, uh, and that'll get pretty exciting. We're really interested. We've got users. One of the great things about this company it has been so much fun for us to enjoy is that it's a truly international product. Uh, the art is, uh, doesn't it doesn't have language, it's visual only. Totally. And so we've got users in over 98 countries uh, wow. currently. Well, that's awesome. Which is really fun for us, yeah.
0: Sure. No, no, that's that's really cool. So I'm kind of curious, without kind of giving away everything that you're doing, like where do you kind of see the whole kind of digital canvas kind of, um, you know, digital kind of art, for lack of a better term, kind of going like, I know you added motion and, and whatnot. And you guys are adding all this kind of cool, innovative stuff to it. But do you see it? Like, do you have any predictions or, or kind of things you're seeing where this whole space is going to go?
1: You know, every deployment that we do now, we're doing you know a couple of deployments per week, okay. uh, per week of, of, of the digital canvas right now. We're like getting the smart TV app that's sort of out there in cyberspace, and sure. users download it, and, and, and we're not meeting them for, you know face to face just online. Uh, but the digital canvas buyers are you know they're they're growing right now. Um, sure. We also interoperate with a line with, with another part of the Samsung line of screens, which are the commercial screens. Uh, so bars, restaurants, um, and then luxury, high-end homes. Yeah, sure. I mean, the world—we're getting a wonderful, wonderful response. Um, and so, I would tell you the answer—the you know, the, the big, the, the big-minded answer to you know the show about technology for you is that you know the world will never go backwards. Sure. Um, once, once distribution is in place, whether it's us or somebody else. You know, the artists are innovating at such a rapid pace right now. The quality of the content is so relevant. I think that's what, that's what really resonates with, um, with our customers is that they're getting the current mindset, right? An right. artist who creates a work of artwork today, they can get, right? It's just relevant. It's current technology. It feels really, really good sure. when you're in this artwork. It feels relevant to you. And so, frankly, I think that it's, uh, you know, I think it's a backlog. I think once the technologies work themselves out, once these screens are becoming rapidly available, I think the level of innovation that's going to go into the space is going to happen much faster than most people believe. Um, our early adopter community is giving us a lot of, you know, positive head nodding right now. So I'm very confident that, you know, sure. over the next five years, uh, you know, most households will begin to contemplate, you know, how are they either... Situating their television maxim to maximize the art impact, right, or actually purchasing a, a digital canvas, whether it's Samsung or you know other providers that will be coming to the market uh, sure. with screens over the next year. Sure. Um, uh, you know, we're going gonna, to it's going to be an amazing, amazing transformation of the interior. I call it the, uh, the, the you know the digital interior, right? Sure. That's sort of our concept, right? What does the interior look like in the digital future?
0: No, totally. So. I know you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but we didn't really get into it much. What is kind of the, I guess, your guys' business model? So what does it kind of cost the consumer? And then how do you guys kind of make money outside of, you know, obviously selling a digital canvas? But obviously you must try to make some money off of, you know, maybe a small commission out of, uh, you know, setting up the whole kind of distribution platform.
1: Yeah, so you know, we really tried to figure out how to optimize this particular model. Uh, if you look back historically and you look at iTunes, Netflix, Spotify, yeah. Pandora, you know, ebooks through Kindle, right, you can you can draw upon all of those various models and come up with an approximation of okay, you know, how does distribution need to happen and you know, how does the uh, the artist or the creator get paid? Um, but the challenge in art compared to books, compared to music is that, you know, there's been a fairly significant disconnect. Um, artists are used to selling artwork uh, for thousands of dollars. Sure. Right. The notion of turning uh, you know, a five thousand dollar work of art and then pricing that on our platform for, say, five dollars sure is really scary. It's scary as an artist, sure. right? It's, you know, I'm, I'm used to getting a nice check and that's, you know, for, you know, to pay for this labor that I've put in and, you know, and, and how are you going to guarantee how many sales I'm going to have? And of course the argument is, you know, you know, as, as the number of users scales on a global level, right? Those artists should be able to be significantly more efficient with their distribution and, you know, and grow their, uh, their share of the pie uh, sure. because there'll be more users. Um, The problem is that uh, users uh, are so used to a monthly subscription model now for consumption of media, the Netflix and the Spotify model, um, that it's difficult to get consumers to believe that they need to spend a whole bunch of money on this new type of art. Um, There's a little bit of a disconnect there where, you know, it's a digital piece of media and, uh, you know, do I really need, I mean, how much am I going to spend? Am I going to spend, you know, uh, you know, even a hundred dollars or five hundred dollars by clicking purchase on my mobile application to put it on my screen? Um, And so we we had to find a really nice balance uh, between the two customers, right? The consumer and the artist, right? The two, two-sided marketplace here. Gotcha. So, yeah. So what we ended up with is uh, a, a light $5 a month, at least for now, that's what we'd, we'd be going at, $5 a month uh, entry-level uh, subscription where uh, the subscribers are going to get access to you know, somewhere between 50 and 100 works of art per month. Okay, uh, and those works of art are going to rotate every single month. Got you. And that gives our users, our subscribers, the ability to continue to discover and experience new artwork that's coming onto the platform. Sure. Uh, it also gives us the opportunity to showcase artists that are creating great works of art. And then once that art rotates off of the subscription uh, delivery. Uh, it then becomes available for sale in a marketplace uh, that's listed under that particular artist got you that enables the artist to sell their artwork and we think that pricing will end up we've got art for a dollar 99 now artists are starting to understand because each artist gets an individual url uh, okay. for their online for their online gallery uh, and for their individual work of art when they do the upload. Gotcha. And, and so the goal here is that we, want, we really want to enable an artist to be uh, self-reliant, right? They can gotcha. create their own artwork. They can upload it onto our platform. Uh, they'll get back the URL, and then they can post that URL, post that artwork onto their social platforms,
0: gotcha. and they can
1: build their own online gallery and immediately trigger their own... Uh, their own sell-through, right? Sure. So that's the that's that's the mechanism, right? Use the subscription to grow the customer base, and then allow the artists uh, to figure out is they, you know how much should their work be priced at, and what's the type of work that people want to see, uh, and then over time, as the subscribers and the installed base increases and increases and increases, you know, hopefully that allows the artists to have a bigger and bigger platform to monetize their work.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And and I think it's it's really cool. Um, and I, I think, like, I love the fact that you're basically creating a whole new market, right? Like, this really hasn't been done before.
1: You know, it has not. Um, we've been doing it now for a couple of years. So, you know, we're we're started. We It's now sort of part and parcel for who we are. We all have screens in our homes. Like, living without a blacked-up screen in my own personal home would feel really, really weird to me now. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm so used to walking down every single morning uh, to get surprised about what artwork is on my wall uh, that it would, be, it would just be weird, right? It would be sure. like not having new, news on my iPhone or something like that, right? It's a part of my life now. Um, and so you know, slowly but surely, people are beginning to accept this art form uh and uh again you know i I don't i I think we're just you know we're just a part of it right i mean we're just listening we're just seeing what the artists are doing you know making sure again that this beautiful artwork gets out to people we're in the fortunate position you know to, to build a technology platform uh doing this wonderful business which we love so hopefully uh you know uh you know uh we're going to get that feedback from consumers. We're getting great feedback right now. Hopefully, everyone begins to explore and give, uh, really give the artists feedback of what they love, sure. uh, and and uh, that will that will help grow this medium.
0: Well, yeah, too, because if they can see what types of stuff sells better than others, you know, they can kind of go more in that style or whatnot and make more money. And then you're also giving people. You know the ability to get art from all across the globe when they probably would never have access to it, right? Unless you're traveling the world buying art all the time, you're not going to have access to a lot of the artists.
1: Yeah, you know we have somehow grown used to the fact that you 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 move into a new house or a new apartment, uh, and then you go you know you go to IKEA or you go to your local yeah. art store, you know you put something on your wall and you you, you, you like it when you put it up there, that's cool. Uh, but, you know, very shortly thereafter, right, you're not replacing artwork every single week or every single sure. month in your own or apartment, right? So, you know, my personal feeling and what gets so exciting with this is that, you know, art is really, it's almost like a human right. Like, it's our right to have creativity around us. Sure. Um, we see it in music. We all listen. You know, we've got great ability to discover new music with great platforms like Spotify, Pandora, Apple. Sure. Um, you know, we can go to Amazon, we can, we can discover new books that we want to read, news articles online, but art really hasn't made it yet into that level oh, right. of totally right. digital distribution,
0: yeah. right?
1: So, you know, that's, that's for me what's so exciting, right? I think it's this new, it's like eating fresh food, it's, it's, it's discovering something new, it's, it's visiting a place that you have never seen before, and, you know, what type of intellectual stimulation do you get? Your synapses are firing. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe how beautiful this is, you know, and, and, and hopefully that's the effect that we're enabling by building the simple platform. Again, it's all about the artists. Uh, but uh, what's, lucky, you know, what's lucky for me in this is that I think the artists always make fun because, like, I'm, I'm their biggest fan. Sure. Right? Like, I, I'm texting back and forth. We're That's chatting awesome. online at th- 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, I get as excited as anybody when a new piece of art comes out and is on. I just, it lights me up. I get so excited. All I want to do is make sure more and more people can see it. Uh, so uh, i got the easiest job in the world right now.
0: Love it, man. I, this is totally a change in direction. But I'm really curious. I really like the logo. Who, who did it? Just out of curiosity,
1: yeah, actually, one of my uh, one of my co-founders, uh, a okay. guy named uh, Tito Ga- yeah, Tito Galdansi did that uh, did that logo. He's a, he's a he's a great brand guy, sure, um, and lie. he did a wonderful job. Awesome! I will uh, I'll make sure he, uh, he he gets that feedback when he listens. Absolutely, thank you, Mira. Thank you for that.
0: Sure. Yeah. No. Um, we're kind of coming to the end, though. So, do you want to maybe kind of close the show? With again, maybe a quick recap of the platform, kind of where you like, obviously, what platforms you're on, where you guys are going, and then, you know, mention where people can find um, you guys online and any other social media links you want to mention?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, always appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so, you know, our, our, our goal with Black Dove is to allow uh, the seamless distribution of video and motion art uh, around the world. Uh, And from a consumer standpoint, we have delivered uh, smart TV applications, television applications that allow you to turn any smart television into a digital canvas. Uh, So we would love uh, your uh, listeners to download our mobile app, which is available on both iOS and Android, uh, and then uh, discover which of the Various platforms are easiest for them to uh, communicate with their screen. We've got uh, out of the box integration with Chromecast. Uh, We've got a tvOS, uh, Apple TV app that they can download from the Apple TV uh, app store. uh, The Samsung app, uh, the Android apps are all being delivered right now. Uh, So any screen in the world will instantly be able to turn into a digital canvas all controlled by our mobile phone application, which is getting new art every single day and from the artists. Uh, and uh, you know, if you wanna upgrade and you're ready to incorporate you know, a dedicated device inside of your home, or your office to the artwork, and really the art replacement in your, your living room, your foyer, You know, check in with us uh, for our next batch of screens that will be coming out for our digital canvas product. Uh, and that's really that you know, wonderful, truly art dedicated art experience. Um, you can find us online at all the different social media sites at Black Dove Art. Uh, our URL is blackdove.com uh, and Instagram, Black Dove Art, Facebook, Black Dove Art. Uh, and, uh, and I am, uh, if anybody wants to reach out to me personally, you can reach me at mark, M A R C, at blackdove.com. L-
0: love it. Mark, thanks again for doing this. I really appreciate you ta- taking time in your day to be on the show.
1: Kevin, thank you so much for featuring us.
0: Yeah, and I look forward to kind of uh, keeping in touch with you for the rest of the year and kind of beyond, and I I look forward to kind of seeing where you guys take this thing.
1: Hey, Let's not forget about that uh, December visit to the Art Battle Show.
0: Yes, yes, let's uh, have a long conversation about that uh, beyond this, uh, this recording.
1: <laughs> awesome, Kevin. Thanks so much for the time today.
0: All right. Later, man. Have a good day. Thanks, buddy. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. The music for the show was done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com. And keep them for the future.